Hello, my friends. This is Frank Shelton, and welcome to Leadership Podcast 123. Right outside our nation's capital in Maryland, in my hometown, it's actually pouring down rain. But boy, I didn't like the rain as a kid. I used to get upset when we couldn't go out and play or a baseball game would be canceled because of thunder or lightning. But as an adult, I'm thankful for the rain. Nothing like making the grass look green. Number two, I'm reminded that when it rains down here, that God still rains up there. Maybe you're here today and don't have a personal relationship with Almighty God. Jesus Christ is not a good way to heaven. He's the only way to heaven. And the word of the day is you may not believe in God, but God believes in you. I want to share a story with you. I uh, was traveling the country even years ago, and when I quit my Capitol Hill job on 2007 by faith, I began to just pray every day for open doors to peek at churches and schools and various places and just pray every day that the doors would come in. And there was a time that if I had $5 to buy a Happy Meal at McDonald's or $5 to buy a book of stamps or a few stamps, I would invest in the stamps, forgo the food, and put my money where my mouth was and just pray to get booking another day. And uh, man, those were lean times, but they were great times. And uh, never forget where you came from. And just in the last year, I've been blessed. I've spoken in Bucharest, Romania. I've been in Dubai. I've been in Turkey three times. I've been in, spoke in Paris, France. Spoke in El Salvador. I've spoken Uganda, Africa three times. I've uh, been to London twice. I've recently I spoke in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. Um, I'm invited to speak in Tokyo in 2020 for the Olympics as a chaplain. Uh, possibly be going to Moscow soon to meet with a political leader. Uh, spoke in Canada, um, Guatemala, Dominican Republic, just to name a few. Um, but I remember taking this young man on the road he would uh, kind of help with the merchandise. I did some mentoring. I even selflessly opened some doors for him and even shared the stage where I would allow him to get up and speak eight or ten minutes and uh, paid for all of his meals and the hotel of the whole nine yards. We spent many hours on the road together. And I got a call from a disc jockey at a radio station in Virginia telling me that Billy Graham's daughter was hosting an event Dr. Graham was retired and way up in age, but they were showing part of his life story in a local movie theater, and they knew I did a Billy Graham impression. And the radio station was calling me to see if I'd share the stage with Billy Graham's daughter and do a Billy Graham impression to kick off the event. I remember thinking, you really don't need an Elvis impersonator when Elvis is in the house. And I didn't want it to come across as disrespectful. I've always did out of respect and honor of Dr. Graham, but I said I'd be honored. And any young evangelist would love to share the stage with arguably the greatest evangelist since the Apostle Paul. Something in my heart said, I wonder if Gary knows about this. And I found out through the grapevine that Gary was asked to pass out flyers at the back of the theater to invite everybody in. And that's a noble thing. Whether you're on the stage or off the stage, leadership is everywhere. And something, I don't know why, but said, ask Gary, does he mind if you speak? And I remember calling him out 
and seeing what he said, and I'll never forget, he said, of course I would mind. He said, Frank, you're speaking everywhere, and now you're cramping my style. They've asked me to pass out flyers, and here they ask you to get up on stage and speak, and I prefer that you not do the event. And at first, I sincerely was hoping he was joking, but that check in my spirit, I knew he wasn't playing games. I couldn't believe it. The guy that I helped open doors for and paid for his meals and gave him an honorarium and let him share my stage and gave him speaking time to help mentor him and help him grow. He's now telling me, whether through jealousy or whatever, he just preferred that I not take the huge opportunity. I thought this was as close to the Grams as I'd get. And I had a dilemma. Do I railroad him and run him over? And some said, you have every right. The radio station called me, not him. Some could say, well, he was being rude and just completely off base and do it. You're not doing it to hurt anybody. But you know what? I valued his friendship more than trying to enhance my resume. And I called the radio station and I said, I don't know why at this juncture he's really not acting like a friend, but out of respect to my friend, I'm going to politely remove myself from sharing the stage with Billy Graham's daughter. Satan was teasing me that that would be as close to the Grahams as I get, but I wanted to honor the one who lately wasn't honoring me. I wonder how many of you would have done the same thing. As a leader, what would you have done? I don't know if there's a right or wrong answer. Maybe both of them were right. But all I know is sometimes we got to be loyal to people who aren't always loyal. Sometimes we got to show love to people who aren't always loving. And so I stood home, and as that night went on, Satan was teasing me. You missed the boat. You missed the train. You missed the plane. You'll never get close to the Grams again. But in my heart, I did the right thing. But I've learned when you promote God, God will promote you. And about a year later, only God could write this script. I was having breakfast with Billy Graham's son-in-law. He was married to Gigi Graham, Billy Graham's daughter. We had a great time. I was four miles from Montreat, North Carolina at a Denny's, thinking, wow, this is closer than I've ever been to Billy Graham. I'd heard him preach 13 times in person but always wanted to shake his hand. He said, Frank, I know you wanted to meet my father-in-law and he's not doing well. And I even asked Franklin Graham if I could introduce you to him and he's just not feeling well. And he said, not today, but it meant a lot that he tried. Some people you share your dream, they'll make it happen. And some people you share your dream and they'll do their best to not make it happen. So I went off that day and had a good time and went to go to a training center at the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association in Asheville, North Carolina, the Cove. It's a beautiful place. You got to go. And um, when I was there, I met his wife, Gigi, and she gave me a hug. And she said, my husband had the best time with you today. And she said he had such a good time. He wanted me to ask you, can you meet him for lunch tomorrow? And I remember thinking he's really nice or he's really bored. And the interesting thing is we met the next day, and I've said it before on a past podcast, that the greats are gracious. Winners are wonderful wannabes you got to watch out for. Those who've been to the mountain just want to help you along the way. 
And the interesting thing is, is uh, the next day at lunch, it was even better than the first day. And in the middle of our conversation, he said, Frank, I need your resume. And I said, sir, for what? He said, we don't have anyone to represent my father-in-law in in D.C., Maryland, or Delaware, or Northern Virginia. I believe you're our person. And the next thing I know is I'm on staff with the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. The irony is the year before, I really believe it was a test. And I had to pass the test. Satan made it feel like it was one shot. And I really could have hurt a friend, even though my friend at the time was hurting me. But I honored him, and looking back, God honored me. And who would think that by God's grace, I'd be on staff with my heroes. I was blessed to learn from the best in ministry and ministering to ministers and how to do crusade evangelism and not only pray for an event, but promote an event and then preach at an event. And whether it was 100 or 100,000, it's been some wonderful life leadership lessons that I've learned along the way and now blessed to share with you. But the moral of the story is two wrongs don't make a right. And you don't have to burn a bridge to be blessed. Because when someone shuts a door, God may open a window and always try to take the high road. There's a high cost to low living. And just because we're on our way to heaven doesn't give us a free pass to act like hell. So as a leader, wherever you're at, whether you're in the penthouse, a schoolhouse, a church house, or you work in the West Wing of the White House, true leaders are gracious even when others are not. They show grace and mercy and take the high road. And I'm going to encourage you to do the same. Who do you need to forgive today? Who do you need to trust that God will make a better day tomorrow? And don't fight in the flesh. Live by faith and act with class. Because remember, you're a leader, not a loser.